Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to falling skies on TNT. Welcome back to the Fallen Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Fallen Skies on TNT. I'm Jimmy and Georgia, your host, back with you this Thursday. And I'm a day late, but hey, what's new? <laughs> anyway, we are back with another episode of the Fallen Skies cast, and we're going to talk about some uh, ideas that I had um, after going back and rewatching the pilot. And I, honestly, I couldn't remember if it was the fourth or fifth time, it was one of the other. No, I've definitely seen it a number of times. I had some comments on Facebook we'll get to in a little while about that. This is pretty funny. But, yeah, I definitely went back and rewatched the pilot yesterday, as you may have seen if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I don't know. We're, we're going to have a, a good time, hopefully, the next few minutes. This isn't going to be a long episode at all. I don't have all the fancy segments like normal. Just some brief thoughts about that first episode and kind of some things I think it was foreshadowing and stuff. And... After our conversation with Mpo last week, I definitely think I picked out some reshoots. And I honestly noticed early on, it seems kind of out of place, looks a little different. But definitely, I'm pretty sure this is a reshoot that I noticed um, based on what Mpo said. And uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about that. But do before we get into all that, do want to mention once again, we do have the Falling Skies cast giveaway with the prize pack where you can win a plethora, if you will, of Falling Skies prizes. The Falling Skies Satchel along with uh, the Falling Skies Comic-Con. Well, not like I said last time, it's not necessarily Comic-Con exclusive, but it was exclusive to the cons, like WonderCon, um, New York Comic-Con, the regular real Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, that comic, as well as a graphic novel, as well as a character guide from TNT, and also some Get Glue. And I'm pretty sure most, pretty much the whole season of Get Glue stickers um, from from Get Glue. So for Fallen Scouts, that is. And so that that's the little prize pack. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more entries. So far, I only have one. So guess what? Who's winning? If no one else comes in, uh, that'll be this one person. And I, uh, I definitely appreciate the. Uh, the message that I received, I have a voicemail, and I was thinking about sharing it here um, on the podcast tonight, but I think I'll wait till the the results show, you know, for kicks and giggles, I guess. But I do definitely want to encourage you to call in, and if for some reason you're maybe outside of the U.S. and you don't feel like you can call in um, without a, a pretty hefty price tag to that, you can also record an MP3 and email it to us. Um, to call in, I'll tell you this once more, is 773-35-SKIES. And that is a voicemail line, so if you get it, you will uh, have a, up, up to three minutes, I think, to um, record a message. And the contest is you have to call in, or like I said just now, you can record an MP3 and send it to us at uh, fallingskiescast at gmail.com. To enter the contest, you need to either call in or email us your best original theory as to why the aliens are here. Um, we have some bits and pieces of some of those things maybe from the show, but I want your best original theory... So I don't want it to be a rip-off of, say, Independence Day or Predator or whatever else. But your best original theory as to why you believe the aliens have invaded. But yeah, we did get a voicemail on September the 8th at 7.25 a.m. And that caller, her name was Marnus, I'm pretty sure she told me that was on the voicemail, what was her first name was. And uh, yeah, she did provide a way to me, for me to get in contact to her if she's the winner, if she's the only entry. That is something I guess I should have included. Um, if you do um, call in or send us an MP3, 
if you, if you send us MP3, obviously we're going to have your email, but if you do call in, it would be nice for you to leave us um, an email or phone number or something. We can get in contact with you, preferably an email, probably better. That way we can contact you and get your address information if you are to win. And uh, I had had a lady in Spain contact me about the contest, ask if I would ship the prize internationally. And I was like, mm, I haven't done that in a long time, but sure, why not? So all those international listeners, if you're in Italy or the UK or Spain or wherever, uh, if you have a great theory about why the aliens are here, send it in and you could win the prize pack. It might take you a while, six weeks or something to get the prize, but we'll uh, we'll figure that out and get that sent out to you. So just I'm going to encourage you once more, call into the show, 773-35-SKIES, or email us at MP3. It definitely has to be in audio format for you to be eligible to win. Not that I wouldn't want your tweets or your emails about it, but it has to be audio. That is the uh, the contest rule. That is the stipulation. So would love to hear from you, and uh, we'll play all the entries we get next time. And uh, like I said, if it's just the one, we'll play that one. She'll win a prize pack, and, and it'll be cool. But anyway, we're going to move on into our discussion of the rewatch of Episode 1 of Falling Skies. And uh, Episode 1 of Falling Skies was the pilot, the original pilot, and it was filmed back in 2009, as we spoke to um, Umpo about last week. If you haven't heard that, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to that. He's a great guy. Definitely really um, awesome to take his time to talk to us and uh, give some insight to his character and his experience there with Falling Skies. And so I was really excited about that. And so thanks again to him. But this first episode um, was the original episode shot back in 2009. And I do believe there was a section that I'm going to talk about here in just a little while that I believe was a reshoot uh, for several reasons. But we'll get into that. I kind of just took some notes as I went through the episode, and I've already done a you know pretty extensive recap um, back in episode six or seven, whatever it was. But we're gonna go ahead and jump into this. And the first thing, uh, just some basic recaps here. Um, we talked about real quick. The EMPs was our first strike, killed all of our electronic equipment. Then they destroyed the military bases. They destroyed the major capitals, major cities. And then they came in with their ground forces in large scale. The children were exaggerating, I believe, a little, uh, but definitely um, the Skidders came in for a ground war with, along with the mechs. One thing I definitely would say about this first episode, there's a lot of fighters you never see again. A lot. And there's a couple little things I guess I just wasn't paying attention to a little bit of, like that first little scene after Tom and, and Hal run away from the aliens that are coming after him. That lady that comes up screaming is like, they got South Boston, and they actually discuss what happened and why they lost South Boston. Um, pretty soon afterwards, Porter talks about how um, the guy that was in that area was named Reed, and he wasn't following Porter's orders about using small arms, and apparently he must have used an A4, which got the aliens angry and got them kind of wiped out. Okay, interesting. I never really noticed that. And then the other thing, I, I know we mentioned it early on, but I never really thought about much of it. It's like, why did they kill off the leader of the, of the second mass before we ever meet him? You know, really, like this guy Jameson, he's mentioned, and then we find out Weaver's his replacement and Tom's the second in command. But why, why create that void? I guess they were maybe saying Weaver wasn't really ready to command. He's not the guy they really wanted in charge. But because he had the experience, he became in charge. I mean, that, that's kind of established that first episode anyway. But um, who was this Jameson fella? I, I'm assuming he was probably more experienced than Weaver, maybe a little more compassionate to the civilians than Weaver. But definitely something I never really considered. I, remember, I mentioned his name. I remember when we did the recap, but I didn't really think about that very much. So something for you to think about if you'd like. Also, Tom and Weaver, they don't seem to agree very much. But here in this first episode, they agreed that they should not leave the city. 
Tom wanted to stay because his kid was there, and we were just thought this was a good time to attack. One thing Porter says, which I think is cool, especially considering some things we learned about Weaver and Mike and the others, Tom's not the only one with a kid that's MIA or missing in action, and uh, I think that's interesting. Okay, here's one thing I talked about in the final episode uh, a couple weeks ago. Porter had sent out nine units, and then these last three were, were they were there. So there's 12 units in all, Boston area. And so if we stick with the numbers that we just have and not include Reed, maybe include Reed in that, um, <laughs> I guess that's, that's one of those questions. Um, I'm assuming that's a different group, maybe, but it might not have been. I don't know. Um, but considering he was in South Boston, he sent out nine groups from Boston. I would say he's not a part of that group. So anyway, nine groups, these three, that makes up 12. And we know we've lost, as far as we know, the 4th, 5th, and 7th. So that would still leave nine groups, including second mass. So definitely have other reinforcements out there, as far as we know. I'm sure that'll be part of second season, what's going on out there with everyone else. We'll get a couple names of some of these other leaders. We get the name Anderson with the 10th mass, and we'll get to see that good shot of the battle droid and Anakin Skywalker again. <laughs> and he taking, he's taking his group to Marblehead. And then Sam and Jeffries are taking their group over to Revere. We mentioned those before. And then Weaver here again. I don't really remember them mentioning this anywhere else the whole season, but this first episode, I know we brought it up on the podcast a few times, the motherships. Weaver says the motherships are gone. They're only facing the garrison. There's so many less skitters now than there were before. Where are the motherships? Why do they go away? When are they coming back? I mean, is it going to be a V season one cliffhanger with like hundreds of ships coming at some point? I don't know. But apparently they had a lot of these um, ships if they were able to destroy all the military bases, all the major cities, all the capitals all around the world. So definitely a lot of ships at some point. Okay, here's another question. Just randomly thrown out there. Who are the civilians? Are they like women who are weak or hurt or can't fight or children or elderly? I mean, who really, who are the who are the civilians? Because basically anybody who's alive needs to be trained to be a fighter at this point. Matt should be being trained. He really should be. Like Tom's whole idea of, oh, not my son. I'm like, really, dude? Your kid's going to die if you don't help him out here. Yeah, anybody who's able to pick up a gun should be able to try to learn how to defend themselves. I don't I don't get the idea of, oh, there's 200 civilians and we got to protect them. Well, that's a great idea to protect people, but just because they're a, a lady or just because they're young or just because they're old doesn't mean they're not able to fight. And so that's pretty lame at this point if you're just going to be like, oh, I'm not going to do anything but eat, <laughs> which is what the military guys call them, the eaters. And so I'm like, well, what do they do? Really, what do they do? And so I'm, I'm, I want to know more about these civilians and what's going on with them. We hear a story about the fifth mass from Anthony. Oh, and this is another thing I just thought randomly as I was watching the show. It really seemed like to me that Karen was going to be a major character, and we don't really even get to hardly know her before she gets taken by the aliens. And you know, granted, she comes back at the end and has a big important part to play there, but didn't really get to know her very well. And then, too... Anne is all about opening up to Tom here as they walk through the little neighborhood and talking about her dad, her dad, her husband's landscaping career and um, their three-year-old son and all this stuff. I'm like, she doesn't really talk about that at all anywhere else except for the episode with the skitter. With the, I think it was called Silent Kill, where she freaked out because she didn't have any pictures of her kid. And it's like, really, dude? Okay. All right. Now this is the part where I said that there's a there's a reshoot. Okay. We we go to the station is where Tom is supposed to meet up back with Hal and Karen. 
infestation. It looks kind of like a library. Tom walks across the way to like a uh, like a Virgin Mary statue or something. I'm not sure what it was. And there's a kid there dead from taking the skitter harness off. Okay. Anthony's chilling out reading a book. Uh, I think Click is like dancing or something. All right. They cut away from all this. And we see how, with a different haircut, because up until this point it's been kind of like combed down like a, not necessarily a Justin Bieber hairstyle, but it wasn't all spiky like it was most of the time. And he, in this scene, it's, it's like his hair is the rest of the show, so I'm assuming this is a reshoot. And then if Umpo was right about Connor Jessup not being involved with the original pilot, definitely it would be a reshoot because he's in this scene where he's down by the river and uh, old Ben walks by. And then when they return to camp, I really think this is a different location from where they started off. And so I definitely think these two scenes are reshot um, afterwards, like, you know, 2010 when they went back to refilm, to actually film the, the actual production of the season. And I don't know, Tom too looks different when they go back to report that he saw Ben. Tom's facial hair, Tom, Tom's face in general looks just a little bit different. He looked a little bit younger. Both of them did um, throughout the early parts of this episode. And uh, at this point, they definitely look more like they did the rest of the season. So I'm saying... These two scenes are a reshoot. And I don't have no confirmation of that necessarily, other than that's what it looks like to me. Oh, and one thing too, <laughs> pop culture reference here. When um, Hal sees his brother Ben walking by, he he kind of, he's laying on the ground, he calls out, Ben. Is it reminds me of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, where Luke Skywalker is in the, in the snow and he's about to die or whatever. He's like, Ben. That's what it reminded me of. But anyway, speaking of Star Wars, it comes out on Blu-ray tomorrow. I'm excited. I got mine pre-ordered. Woohoo! And uh, I'm going to pick that up tomorrow before I head out of town for the weekend. All right. But anyway, um, okay, and then one other thing I noticed out near the end of the episode, the skitter. When they kill the skitter, he looks smaller to me, and I don't really remember seeing all the armor and padding and stuff on future skitters as much. Like, it was really defined on this guy um, versus the ones I think we see later on. But throw that out there. And we go back to the Littleton Bridge and facial hair and stuff. We see Tom's hair and Tom's facial hair and then Hal's head of hair are back to the way they were before. Um, so I definitely think that was a part of the original pilot. Again, just, I don't know, throw that out there. And the other thing that was kind of off for me here, the building that Tom meets up with Weaver in, where's this building at? There's no building anywhere near that bridge. When they pan back from that thing, there's water, trees, and a bridge. Uh, that's at a kind of out of place for me. <laughs> Don't know what you guys thought. I thought that would be a little odd early on when I watched it. But I wasn't looking for random stuff like this necessarily at that point. But definitely think that's interesting. Oh, and then when Tom asked Weaver, what would you do if you had the chance to get your kids back? We we already know he only got one kid back and he killed her by taking her harness off. And then as far as we know, the other kid's actually still alive and his wife out there somewhere. Season 2 action. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Those are some thoughts theories not, well, maybe a few theories in there but those are my thoughts of rewatching the episode a little bit different perspective um and looking trying to look for some things i don't know i think that's really going to be about all the discussion i have for episode one um rewatch and we'll get into a little bit of feedback uh, before we go like i said this is going to be a fairly short episode tonight hopefully get a supernatural cast out this evening, if possible, considering I will be away for the weekend. I won't have a chance to work on those things at that point. All right. Well, on uh, the other last night, I mentioned I was rewatching Falling Skies, part one of the pilot, Live and Learn, and I was like, it's still good the fourth or fifth time around. 
All right. Well, Allison says, it's the 50th time or so around for me, and it's just amazing. Um, Yvonne says, trust me, it's good the 100th time around. Just as entertaining. Please don't get me started on the armory. Um, so definitely like that and had several people like the status as well. So thanks, everybody, for checking us out over on Facebook. And you can do that, too. Facebook.com forward slash Falling Skies cast. And then also, we can get in some feedback from Twitter. Um, Brandon Stouffer says, I love Falling Skies. Can't wait for next season. Uh, got some thank yous for some Follow Friday type things. Valkyria, I guess is how you say this, is the young lady from Spain who um, asked me about the contest. And she said, sorry, I have a question. Only U.S. residents can participate, question mark, because I'm from Spain. And I said, yeah, we'll figure it out. I haven't shipped anything internationally for a while, but we can figure it out if you win. And she said, okay, thanks. I'll do it. And so hopefully she will. I would love to have that. Um, Mono Grande 2011 says, howdy. I guess there's a new, maybe not a new one, but one I haven't seen before. Drew Roy Twitter out there, a uh, fan site, if you will. Love Drew Roy. So if you want to follow them, you can check those guys and gals out. Um, so every Follow Fridays here recently from NZ Rob FL, 3F by Space, Mono Grande 2011, Jewel Phoenix. And then, too, I just definitely want to encourage you guys to check out the exclusive interview with Umpo that we did last week for the, for the podcast. Definitely would like you guys to to listen and maybe give some feedback on that. Mono Grande 2011 says, sweet, when we posted that, so thanks for that. Um, anyway, I guess that's going to be about all. There's probably some other things we could get into. Um, I did have one email I wanted to mention. Um, don't get a lot of those, and that's okay, I suppose. Uh, email is typically filled up with get glue things and Twitter things and stuff like that, and so it's kind of hard to find real messages in there. I think it was right after the last episode of the season I got it. Nikki uh, sent us a message. It's been a while. Um, actually, in the middle of August. It was August 19th. Um, and she says, Fellow podcaster here doing a great job. I can't wait until next season. Anyway, thanks, Nikki, for emailing us in. I'm sorry I haven't replied back to you. I'm kind of bad at that. Um, like I said, I don't get many real emails and uh, don't really do very well on that. But yeah, like I would love to hear from you people, any of you out there in the world, Nikki or whoever. Um, call into the show, leave us a voicemail, leave us a theory to win the contest, and um, you could be the winner of the Falling Skies Cash Prize Pack um, with all those goodies, and uh, that would be awesome. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the show here. Hope to see you next time. And if you're interested, don't forget to check out my latest podcast, The Supernatural Cast, a podcast rewatching Supernatural, my new favorite show. That'll give me something to do for the next couple of years if I'm... Uh, actually going to follow through with what I plan to do, which would be hopefully podcast weekly, if not bi-weekly, about Supernatural. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back soon. Hopefully next episode we'll have some more news, as I believe filming should be starting um, sometime in October, so we should hopefully have something we can talk about from that. And as we look forward to Season 2, um, we will keep you at goo in here with a small discussions if nothing else maybe larger discussions if you have something to say that you'd like to add and our as we go back through these 10 episodes over the hiatus and which would fill in you know like we said earlier basically one episode a month until the show comes back i'm assuming father's day 2012 so we'll be here and we hope to have you here along with us and we'll see you next time i'm jimmy georgia peace it's been confirmed.